So if you would open up your Bibles to the book of Joshua, chapter 17, Joshua chapter number 17. And would you please stand for the reading and teaching of God's word? Joshua chapter number 17. Joshua chapter 17. The Bible says, and the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, why hast thou given me but one lot? And one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people, for as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto. And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country, and cut down for thyself there, and the land of the Perizzites, and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, but they who are of Bethshean, and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power. Thou shalt not have, on, thou shalt not have one lot only, but the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine. For thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. Let's pray. Our Father, we come before you, Lord, just thanking you again for the opportunity to open up your word. God, you've been so good. You're always with us. Lord, I pray for the message, Lord, that you cleanse me of sin, that you empty me of self. You fill me with your spirit. I pray for our pastor as he's about to preach here shortly. I pray that you use him in a mighty way there in Atlanta. I pray for Pastor Baldwin, Lord, that you continue to watch over him and that they get great results from the testing that's all all going to get done. Now, Lord, I know how you challenge me with this message. I pray that it challenges us to leave here better than when we came. We love you so much, and we thank you for being God. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. First and foremost, I'm truly thankful and honored and humbled for the opportunity to fill this pulpit. Um, it's great men of God who preach behind this pulpit, and um, I am nervous, so bear with me, but I'm going to do what I know what to do, and that's preach the word of God, and I know that it doesn't return void. So I was thinking about this passage all throughout the week, actually up, for, up to a year, and this passage has challenged me. It's challenging me because of where I came from, and I think of the lot that God has given me. You look here, and and I'll give you a little bit of introduction to the background here. I won't go through it. You can do it for homework, but we'll look through through Joshua chapter 13 through 21, and I'll just tell you what's going on here. Joshua, he's old now. Uh, The entire land promised to the Israelites had not been occupied by them. In 13 verse 7, the Lord, he instructs Joshua to divide this land and all that had already been conquered among the nine tribes and the half tribe of Manasseh. So we have this allotment of the land that that Joshua is supposed to disperse. He's supposed to give these people the land and tell them, hey, this is what you're getting. This is what you're getting. This is what you're getting. And it's all ordained by God. So chapter 13, he's giving he's allotting the land to the tribe of Reuben of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He's assigned them the land east of Jordan. And then in chapters 14 through 15, he's allotting the land to Judah, uh, to Judah, uh, the west side of Jordan. 
uh, the size of the, the territory was according to the population of the tribe. Some say Judah was the largest, most powerful tribe. They had the cities of Hebron, of, of Beersheba, of Jerusalem. And these cities that I just named, those three cities, they provided a rich heritage for the, for the tribe of Judah. For Judah, it was a powerful stimulus to strengthen their faith. They had 29 cities. And then we get to the allotment of Joseph. Joseph, he's taken up next. So I can just picture Joshua. He's giving out these allotments. He's saying, hey, this is your land right here, uh, Gad, Manasseh, half tribe Manasseh. This is your land right here, Judah. And this is your land right here to the, to the allotment of Joseph, of Ephraim and of Manasseh. They get the west side of Jordan. So they get this half tribe of, of Manasseh, which was the half side, as I mentioned, uh, the half side of, of Manasseh was one was in the east. And then you have another set that was with Ephraim, the sons of Joseph, that were Ephraim and Manasseh. That was on the west. So you say, what does that, mean, that allotment mean? What, what exactly is it? So, so he's dispersing land. But we have a definition here. The allotment that they're passing out, the allotment, that which is allotted, a share, a part, or portion granted or distributed that which is assigned by lot or by the act of God. So this is what they're receiving. For, for them, it was land. But might I say to you, everything we have received is from given from God. Amen. Our, our, our money, our clothes, our families, our children, our talents, our health, and the list goes on and on. But you see, all of them received allotments, some to the east, some to the west, some to the east and west. But something I notice here is their allotment was different from their allotment. So everybody was given an allotment, was given a share of land, but it wasn't the same. You see, as Christians today, it's the same with us. You see, my allotment, what God has given me, is different from what God has given you. What God has given, the lot that God has given you is different from the lot that someone is, that he's given to the person next to you. You see, we all are given a lot. But I want to preach a message entitled today, we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be thankful for. You say, Deontay, what do you mean? Well, how is it that Joshua disperses the land to one people group and no complaint? He disperses the land to one people group, another person group, no complaint. But he gets to the sons of Joseph, of Ephraim, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and there's a complaint. There's a lot to be thankful for. First, I want you to notice here the unwarranted complaint. There was an unwarranted complaint. Look with me in verse 14 of chapter 17. The Bible says, And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people, for as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto? And I could just picture the, here, here, here the, the children of Joseph. They're probably sitting there back with their hands folded. They're probably looking over there, seeing what Manasseh, what the other tribe of Manasseh has, Manasseh has over in the east and Gad and what Judah has. And they're probably folding their arms and saying, man, how is it that they have all this stuff, all this space, but we, the children of Joseph, God's people, they're all God's people, but the children of Joseph, how is it that we have been given one lot? We see that there is a unwarranted complaint. 
And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, why? There was an exam- their examination was why. They questioned leadership. They questioned leadership. You see, they came, uh, you look at verse 4 in chapter 17, and, the, and they said, and they came near before Eliezer, the priest, and before Joshua, the son of Nun, and before the princes, saying, the Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren. Therefore, according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. So, so why are they now complaining? You see, in, 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 in verse 4, they're saying, hey, God has given us this. God has given us this. But now when they see the lot that they have, they start to question. They're examining it. Hey, hey I know this is from God, but, but, but why is it just one lot? Why isn't it like Judah? Look, Judah over there look like they have 29 cities. Why, why, is not my, why is my lot not like Judah's? Hey, why is my lot not like Gad and Reuben and the other half-tribe of Manasseh? You see, if we're not careful as Christians, we can start to compare. Hey, how come, how come my family isn't growing like this family? God's given it to us. Hey, how come I'm not growing up in a Christian home like, like this person? How come my Bible reading isn't better than I don't know what your lot is today, but we all have a lot. And here we see that there's an, an unwarranted complaint. Have you asked God why lately? Why am I driving this car? I mean, I'm thankful, but why am I driving this car? If, if I just had this car, I, I would invite more, I would drive more people to church. I would do this. Why, why do I have this house? I mean, if I had a bigger house, I, I, mean, I mean, what is it? What lot has God has given you? And are you complaining? There was an unwarranted complaint. There was an examination. Why? There was entitlement. Thou giving me but one lot. So I'm assuming here that, that, that maybe they're hoping that Joshua would sympathize with them. Hey, hey jo- Joshua knows. We're the, we're the children of Joseph. So, so, so why, why are we just giving this one lot? I mean, I mean, don't we deserve more because of who we are? You know, I'm afraid, myself included. Just because we're Christian, we think we deserve more. So that's not the lot that God has given us. That's not the lot that God has given you. As I mentioned before, this person's lot can be different from your lot. I know you have given me this. In so many words, you're saying, I know you have given me this, but why not more? Why not more? We see there's an examination. There was an entitlement. And there was an estimation, the right estimation. So what do you mean? Look at the word. The Bible says, seeing. Verse 14. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people? So seeing, knowing that God saw, what, God saw the amount of people they had. That's, that's the crazy thing about it. You see, God knows what you're going through. God knows the lot that he's giving you. God knows the circumstances you're facing. God knows the inheritance that you have. God knows it all. Seeing, seeing, God knew exactly what they needed. Just as he knew exactly what the children of Joseph needed, Ephraim, the half-tribe of Manasseh, it's the same with us today. He knows exactly what we need. So, so why look at someone else's lot? Yeah, it may look enticing, but, but they have a lot too. They have a lot too. The crazy thing is they weren't much larger than the other city, the other tribes yet. So, so yeah, Issachar, Dan, and Zebulon, and, and Asher, they all had bigger populations than Manasseh, 
but yet they had smaller, they had smaller territories. So although things may have seemed as if over there things were going great, they had more land for the people they had to accommodate everyone. But in reality, they had, they had more people, but smaller land. And their perspective was just screwed. You see that there was an unwarranted complaint. There was an examination. Why? There was an entitlement. Thou giving me but one lot. And there had the right estimation. God, has, God had estimated it all. God knew exactly what they needed. God knew the lot that they needed. Next, we see the unusual explanation. There was an unusual, unusual explanation. Verse 15. The Bible says, and Joshua answered them, if thou be a great people, he's circling back. They say they're a great people. So, so if, you're, if y'all say y'all are a great people, then get thee up to the wood country and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Perizzites and the giant, end of the giants if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. We see the, his, his observation, Joshua's observation. There's a, a self-initiative. He said, if thou be a great people, then get up and get to work. What you sitting around for? You see, the crazy thing about it is, and, and as I read it, I get convicted every time. I, I sit there in the office back there, and the other, last week I had a, a, a lot of things, no pun intended, I had a lot of things sitting just in the office, just, just bouncing around, just, just stuffed. And, and, and I just pictured this, and I'm just sitting down, and I'm like, what? Why is all, the, why is all this stuff here? The truth of the matter is I had all that space available. I just had to move some stuff out. You see, they were complaining about the lot that they had, but they had to get to work. Joshua was observing that, hey, you have, you have exactly what you need. The lot that you have is exactly what you need, but you're going to have to get to work and cut down some wood. You're going to have to drive out the Canaanites. I think far too many Christians, myself included, we get to the point where we expect God to do it for us. Hey, you want a better prayer life? Go knock down some wood. You want to be, read your Bible? You want to be a better Bible reader? Go knock down some wood. You want to be pure? Go knock down some wood. You want to do this? You want to do that? Knock down some wood. Drive out the Canaanites. Because the lot that God has given us is all that we need. There was a correct estimation. God had given the, the Ephraim and the half-tribe of Manasseh the lot that they needed. But their job was to knock out the wood and drive out the Canaanites. Might I ask you today, the lot that you have, have you been driving out the wood? Have you been doing the best with what you have? Pastor Baldwin's preaching on stewardship all, this whole month. But I think sometimes we get to the point where we're content with where we're at, and we start to look at what other people have. Oh, if I had a bigger house, I would invite more people over for, for lunch. If I had a bigger car, I would bring more people to church. If, if I had better friend group, I would do this. If I grew up in a Christian home, I would serve the Lord. If I did this, if I did that, but God has given you a lot. But are you expanding it? You got to cut down some trees. You got to drive out the Canaanites. You see the the self-initiative. There must be a self-initiative. He observed, hey, y'all have everything you need. But you got to, you got to drive out the Canaanites. You got to knock down some wood. But you see here their silly excuse. Their silly excuse, and the children of Joseph said, the hill is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are of Bethsheon and her towns, and they who are of the, of the valley of Jezreel. The funny thing is, how, how do they know the hill is not enough? 
They didn't cut it down. Oh, it's not enough. Even if we do this, it's not enough. But how do you know if you don't cut it down? How do you know if you're going to be a better Christian if you can't get rid of bad music? How do you know you're going to be pure if you can't stop cooking on things late at night? How are you going to know if, if you're going to be a good student in school? If you, if you, you, you got to knock down the wood. you got to drive out the Canaanites. you got to stop making silly excuses. Because the lot should, because God has given us this lot, doesn't mean that we can't do nothing with it. We have to knock down the woods. We have to drive out the Canaanites. What has God spoken clearly to you about? There's principles all throughout the Bible. I mean, I, mean I, I would do it, but it's not enough for me to grow. I mean, I would stop doing this, but it, it's just not enough. I mean, it, it's not going to knock down any wood. I mean, this person does this, and, and, and they're knocking down wood, it seems like. And, 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 th- and this lot that they have, and, and they're knocking down wood, and, and they're driving out the Canaanites. But if I were to do this one thing, it's not going to do, do anything. We've got to knock down the wood. The lot that God has given us is enough. It's enough. You see, there's serious labor. Go into the forest and clear out for more land. Clear out for more land. You want more land? Clear out the lot that you have. As I mentioned before, we have Christians today that say, if I had this, if I did this, if, if, if it looked like that over there, then I would do this. God has given you everything that you need. Everything that you need. You see that there was an unusual explanation. But lastly, we see that there was an utmost encouragement. The utmost encouragement. Verse 17 through 18. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people and has great power. Thou shalt not have one lot only, but the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down. And the, out, and the outgoings of it shall be thine, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. We see here their position. Thou art a great people. Thou art a great people. Hey, if you're a Christian today, thou art a great people. We have the king. We have the Lord of hosts on our side. As, as, as Pascal just sang about, Jesus, that name of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit within us. Thou art a great people. Amen. He gives them a promise. The mountain shall be thine. The possession, the mountain shall be thine. They will, concede, they will succeed if they continue to obey God. I read something today. It said Ephraim and Manasseh find much better, much of their land occupied by enemies. Other tribes seem to achieve more, much more peaceful t- territories. So God guided, guided the lot. And so he does in the lives of his people today. Some struggle more than others, but he has promised that all things work for good. Whether you, have, whether you struggle or at ease, we ought to praise him always. So we get to the point of Joshua distributing lots. And I see him giving Gad and Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh. You get the east of the Jordan. And he's giving a, a Judah... 29 cities looking prosperous, prosperous cities in there. And he's given the half-tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim, who, who are the sons of Joseph, the children of Joseph, the Bible says. And I could just see him. The Bible doesn't say they say why, but God's people, the children of Joseph, who had that entitlement, who, who knew jo- Joshua, 
they complain. I can see them looking over there and saying, man, you know, I think of, uh, of children and how, um, we, 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 how growing up, me and my sister, my little sister, and we would eat food, and uh, I would always uh, eat my food quicker, and she would be eating her food, and uh, she would finish her food, and she would get another plate, and, and I would finish my food, and I would get another plate, and she would finish her food and get another plate, and then she would look at mine. While she had food on her plate, she would look at my plate and try to get mine. You see, that's how we are. Hey, finish the food that you have. You have everything you need right here. Why are you looking at someone else's? You see, I think of the lot that God has given me. He said, Deontay, what do you mean? Well, I didn't ask to grow up not knowing my father, meeting my father once. I didn't ask to grow up in a divorce home. I didn't ask to grow up in public school. I didn't ask for any of that. But that's the lot that God has given me. But that is not an excuse for me to not be a better Christian. That is not an excuse for me to, to father my son. That is not an excuse for me to lead my wife in a godly marriage. That is not an excuse for me to live for God. You see, that's the lot that God has given me. That's okay. But I got to knock down some wood. I got to drive out the Canaanites. We all have a lot. And I'm thankful for it. You say, oh, Deontay, I'm sorry you never met your father before. That's okay. Hey, that's the lot God gave me. <laughs> but look at me now. I, I got saved at the age of 20. 20. I remember in, in a in ministerial class uh, a couple years ago when I graduated Pensacola Christian College, they asked the ministerial class, how many of y'all got, got saved at the age of uh, between 1 and 10? 90% of the class raised their hand. So how about 18 to 30? Two people raised their hand. The odds were against me. It's, it's by God's grace that I got saved at the age I got saved. That's the lot God has given me. But I don't know what you're going through today. What's the lot that God has given you? Don't complain about it. Get to work. Drive out the Canaanites. Cut down the wood. Because after all, there's a lot to be thankful for. Let's pray. Our Father... We thank you so much for all that you continue to do in our lives. We thank you for our past. We thank you for our struggles. We thank you for the valleys just as much as the mountaintops. Now, Lord, we're all going through something. We all have a lot that you've given us. Some may seem better than others. But we are thankful. Lord, we ask that you continue to help us to forever be grateful and to not complain about what you've given us. Lord, it's so easy to look at what other people have and how they're growing. Just like it was for Ephraim, for Manasseh. God, you've given them everything they needed. But yet, they had to do some work. They had to drive out those Canaanites. They had to cut down some wood. God, you're so good. You're so, so good. 
Lord, I ask that you help us as we leave today. We sure do need you. Help us not to leave here discontent, but to be thankful for the lot that you've given us. We sure do love you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name.